I just love Halloween. Mama, what's my costume? Well, we already have a daddy. So, how about a mummy? Where's your costume, Ronald? What am I going to be for Halloween? Yo, Ronnie, how about a clown? Welcome Never to mind. Drac, what are you doing in here? Well, I came in here to ask you a question, and you weren't here. So I thought, why not start the podcast? Oh, Drac, what'd you need, buddy? I wanted to see if we have any more riboflavin-flavored, non-carbonated, polyunsaturated blood. No, we just ran out, but I'll order you some off of Amazon, okay? Good. Hey, before you go, before we start the show, how would you like to tell a joke? Hmm, I would like that. <clears throat> Why are mummies good employees? Um, I don't know. Why are they good employees, Drake? They get wrapped up in their work. <laughs> Oh, drag, 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 drag. Okay, time for you to go. Downstairs with everybody else. Huh, get it. They get wrapped up. <laughs> oh, why do I hang out with these people? Okay, anyway, where were we? Hello, and welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. I am your host, Tony, and this is your home for all things Halloween. We've got another packed show for you, so let's get started. We left our history of Halloween last time in 43 CE in Rome. That's when they began to integrate the festival of Samhain into their practices. If we jump ahead to the 7th century, we will see the Christians starting to take over all the pagan holidays and claiming them as their own. It was during the 7th century that all of the pagan symbols, rituals, and festivals were uh, Christianized which naturally included Samhain. Pope Boniface IV had made May the 13th All Saints Day, a.k.a. All Hallows Day. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III decided to move All Saints Day to November 1st, in what many say is the intentional Christianization of Samhain. Things didn't change too much after this for a while, so next time we will skip ahead to the era of the pilgrims.
Today's main topic is my favorite, and I'm sure a lot of your favorite, Halloween specials. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Our story starts oddly enough with Christmas. In 1965, CBS debuted A Charlie Brown Christmas, a TV special that creators Charles Schultz, Lee Mendelson, and Bill Melendez thought for sure it would be the only animated special they would make. The day after the Christmas special debuted, CBS approached Schultz and the gang and practically demanded two more specials with an option for a third. They went to work on the next special, which was more akin to the cartoon strip by focusing more on baseball. In 1966, they debuted Charlie Brown's All-Stars, which did well, but when the creative trio was called into the CBS studios again to discuss the third special, they were told in no uncertain terms that if the next one wasn't a blockbuster that could be played every year like the Christmas special, that they would not be taking the option for a fourth special. The guys went back to the drawing board, literally, after trying to piece something together from some of the stories from the comics, they finally settled on the story of Linus and the Great Pumpkin. After which, the ideas began to flow. So in the fall of 1966, a classic was born. A person should always choose a costume which is in direct contrast to her own personality. Is Linus taking me to the party? That stupid blockhead of a brother of mine is out in the pumpkin patch making his yearly fool of himself. Boy, is he strange. But maybe there is a great pumpkin. Every year, Linus... All right, some fun facts about the special. It was the first time Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown had ever been animated. Peter Robbins, the voice of Charlie Brown in this special, was actually given rocks while out trick-or-treating thanks to some pranksters. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. Trick-or-treat! Gee, I got a candy bar. Boy, I got three cookies. Hey, I got a package of gum. I got a rock. Trick or treat. I got a popcorn ball. If you look closely, you'll see that in the scene where Lucy is reading the TV guide, she is on the cover. And lastly, while writing the score for the show, the talented composer Vince Guaraldi was found by the police um, naked climbing a ladder to the second floor of his house. After a series of unfortunate events, involving opening the door with nothing but a towel on. The show has also produced some great quotable lines such as, I gotta rock, and... Never jump into a pile of leaves with a wet sucker. Speaking of which, that scene always brings me back to my childhood. I did plenty of leaf pile jumping as a kid, but fortunately no suckers were harmed in that process. 
this show in general takes me back to my childhood. You know, that's one of the wonderful things about pop culture is it's a it, it's a time capsule that can transport you back to your childhood in an instant. You can smell the leaves, you can feel the crisp fall air. I don't know, it's kind of magical. This month's Frightful Five is all about pumpkin carving tips. Number five. Instead of chopping the poor pumpkin's head off, cut a huge hole in the bottom. This serves two purposes. One being that it gives you a lot more room to scoop out the slippery, slimy innards. And the second purpose is that with no bottom, you can put your candle or light directly on the porch where it's stable and then set your pumpkin over top of it. Just keep in mind, if you are going to use a candle, to cut a small hole in the top at the back to act as a chimney. Number four. Think outside the box. Instead of the tools that come with those kits, use ice cream scoops, metal serving spoons, different types of knives, and grab your trusty old electric drill. Drilling holes in the corners of the areas that you want to cut out makes it much easier to start the knife into the flesh. Number Three. Get creative. Now, I love the standard triangle-based face just as much as the next person. But you can go online and find plenty of creative designs that you can print out and use as a template. Number two. Steer into the skid. When looking for that perfect pumpkin, don't look for the perfect pumpkin. There are plenty of misshapen pumpkins out there that need love, too. A lopsided or leaning pumpkin can be perfect for more wacky and spooky carving designs. Number one. Your number one tip is actually two tips in one for making your jack lantern last longer. The first is by using petroleum jelly on all of the cuts you have made to keep them from drying out. Secondly, Mix up a spray bottle with a tablespoon of bleach per quart of water and give old Jack a good spray on the inside and outside. The bleach will kill the bacteria that causes mold and the water will help with the dehydration. If you want to go that extra step, mix up enough solution that you can submerge your pumpkin in it for 8 hours and then let it dry before you set it outside. Now it's time for the news. First, the rumors are true, folks. For the first time in six years, McDonald's is releasing new Halloween Happy Meal pails. Oh boy, there should be some wildlife out here. Surprise! 
McDonald's Happy Meal guys. Yep, a sticker McDonald's. Regular soft drink and regular fries. And they aren't lying. Lion. What do you put in your McDonald's Halloween pumpkins? Booty McBoo, matey. Carrot and goblin. Golden Mitt Pumpkin, partner. Now you can collect one of three different pumpkins with the purchase of every McDonald's Halloween Pumpkin Happy Meal. What you put in them is up to you. Starting on the 18th and running through the 31st, you will be able to get a McPumpkin, McBoo, and McGoblin. Each pail will have three different faces for a total of nine pails to collect. Now get out there and get them fast because you know they're going to run out. The second announcement is that after all of the waiting and anticipation, the Netflix show Wednesday is not being released until Thanksgiving weekend. I am seriously bummed about this. I was hoping to have the old Munsters and Adams family at the same time like we used to. Writer and director Mike Daughtery has announced that a sequel to the cult classic Trick or Treat is in, and this is his words, very active development. That is good news to hear indeed. And lastly, you can go to the theaters this October and watch the original Halloween along with Halloween 4 and 5. Because no matter where you go, Michael Myers is right around the corner. Now it's time for one of my favorite segments. It's time for some music. First up, we have the song Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein, or Dracula by Johnny Wilde and the Delights. That's just one of those quintessential Monster Craze era songs that I love so much. Next up, a little bit of change of pace. We have a nice chill lo-fi tune called Ghosts in the Breeze by Haunted House Party. Oh 
so much so relaxing and spooky at the same time well spooks and creeps that's going to do it for this episode but don't worry we still got plenty more coming for october i have an interview coming up for you with a host of another halloween podcast and i'm working on something really special for you for halloween night but in the meantime head over to spotify or apple podcasts leave me a rating or a review you can follow me on Instagram at the Happy Halloween Pod. If you have any song suggestions or any ideas for future topics, shoot me an email, thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail.com. And finally, if you'd like to help old Drac get some more of his riboflavin flavored, non carbonated, polyunsaturated blood, you can head on over to Ko fi and donate to the cause. We are at Ko-Fi, which is K-O-F-I dot com slash the Happy Halloween Podcast. And until next time, Happy Halloween! <laughs> or McBuck, Mc, yeah, yeah, uh, uh. That's just one of those quintessential monster craze era Halloween love. That's just one of those quintessential monster.